You are listening to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com with an orchard of wisdom just ready for your picking, filled with illuminating, inspiring stories. Do check out the community and the discovery stores. We are here for you. Our next show is The Wellness Journey with Linus Wood Mullins. I truly do believe that if God, the universe, whatever that supreme being is that you call them, if they bring you to a certain moment in your life, it's because it was already preordained and it was already destined to happen. And such is the fact with my being able to bring to you uh, Dr. Catherine Kelly, who has become a, a dear friend and, and I would be honored to say even a colleague when it comes to the whole mind, body, spirit, soul, health movement, wellness movement that really has grown quite a bit since the millennium. I wanted to do a show on the Wellness Journey podcast series to have to do with something when it comes to the changes and transitions of the soul, because it really isn't just about healing your mind, your body, and your spirit. But what I've learned during my journey in this whole wellness movement, that the soul is such an integral part of that. You know how you hear about integrative health? Well, if you really want integrated health, if you really want to be totally well, then you want to begin to take a look at what can I do uh, to heal my soul? Or does my soul even need healing? Uh, and the answer to that is absolutely yes. And that's what we're going to be talking with today. Uh, we're going to be talking to Dr. Catherine Kelly, who has over 28 years experience, direct, direct clinical experience. And she started out on her own journey first uh, working as a licensed psychologist in her own psychotherapy and consulting practice. But prior to that, she had a whole other plethora of experiences that has really added value when it comes to doing what she's doing now, which is really helping people to totally heal, not just in their minds, but also integrating the idea of he healing their spirits and their souls. Uh, Dr. Kelly lives in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, a beautiful part of the country, and it's so wonderful to have you with us today, Doctor. Welcome to the Wellness Journey podcast series. I'm so honored to have you. Thank you, Linus. I'm so glad to be here again, and it's uh, exciting to hear the uh, new uh, things that are going on in your world and the podcasts, and I think this series is just beautiful. Well, thank you. You know, it's interesting because Dr. Kelly, I had a session with her, and she really, it really helped me to see some things that I needed to do that I uh, was resistant in doing, and I do believe that part of it had to do that I had to go through my own healing process and a session with her was the beginning of that process but before we talk about that that whole aha wasn't an aha moment it was an aha months and, and almost years that I went through let's talk a little bit about you and why it is so important why you discovered that it was so important for people to take a look at healing their souls you know and I, I think part of it is that we have become as a modernized society we have become so disconnected from our soul that we don't even realize that that is the key to healing you know i know you said it's an important part of healing but in in my world it is the key to healing because mm. we again I, I think um i use the word i think our our society has been so intellectualized that everything is about how we think and how we do and what others think of us. And, and we're really kind of, well, we have lost sight of our souls. Ancient 
cultures, every single ancient culture was so connected with their soul. Their form of spirituality was not necessarily only a God outside of them. It was basically tapping into the God within them, meaning the connection mm -hmm. they had with their soul. And so, you know, in my own experience and um, years, years, years ago, when I was nine years old, my father had an accident. And I think that frankly was when I started my quote training in soul work because I watched him and the rest of the family just really go through these transitions. And it was no longer just about the human condition. It was about something that was much deeper that seemed to have been broken within him. And over the years of me studying psychology and becoming more of my own person through a spiritual perspective, I really did come to realize that the soul, that that essence of who we are, is the part that needs the most healing. You know, it's amazing because with the um, session I had with you, I learned so much about myself from a completely different perspective that I had not really explored. And I think one of the things that helps as you begin to go through that process of healing the soul is that you do have to have an openness for it. You do have to want to get in connection with that part of your uh, life experience. I feel that many of us, as you say, we, we in Western culture in particular, we don't talk a lot about it. And so the idea of incorporating that as part of our regular regime of staying well or getting well um, seems kind of foreign to us. And some people think it's kind of woo-woo, but I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Where does one start? How can one begin to uh, get ready for a journey like that in terms of healing your soul? Well, I think first it's important to, uh, to really kind of identify or even define what the soul is because the very point that you made that not very many of us even you know talk about it let alone use the word itself mm -hmm. and so you know in my book soul health aligning with spirit for radiant living i use a very simple definition and that basically is that the soul is the essence of who we are so it is just that depth of who we are and you know what is it that all of us try to work on throughout our entire lifetimes as humans we try to figure out who we are and, you know, it, it just takes us to that deeper level. Now, I want to give you a, a little bit more in-depth definition of the soul that came about for me earlier this year when basically a movie producer contacted me. He was doing a documentary on um, what he called the, um, well, the, basically he was doing a documentary on the soul as well. Mm -hmm. He contacted me and we had dinner and he asked me to define soul with respect to God. Hmm. I thought very briefly, and it didn't take me long to come up with this, but it, it's something for folks to really take a look at because we have really separated ourselves out from God. Mm -hmm. But my definition, my newest definition of soul is that we are the existential extension of the essence of source. So I'm gonna say that again, the existential extension of the essence of source. And so if, in fact, we were created in the likeness of God, spirit, universe, well, then we have those characteristics as well. And so we are the extension of source. We are the extension of the essence of source. And so our soul may be the essence of who we are, but we are divine creatures. We are divine and powerful and beautiful and radiant creatures. 
But because we've become so disconnected, the very first step is, is just to understand that we are reflections of the universe, reflections of God. So when you start, you know, that process of getting getting to know yourself and taking that journey down the soul health path, first thing you have to do is basically recognize yourself as that essence of, of self and essence of God. Does that, does that? Yes, it does. As you were um, um, talking about that, I was thinking about an, another experience that I'm going through. I'm, I'm always working on myself because one of my issues has always been that I've never thought that I was good enough. I always have to be better. Now I'm arriving to the fact that I am good enough, but I want to be better because that's just who I am. That's just how I am rigged. So I have been working on improving my relationship with God by doing several things. And one of them is uh, getting more quiet and more still so that I can hear better instructions on what to do on this journey. And the beginning of my journey in realizing that I need to spend that kind of quiet time with God had to do with that amazing session uh, that I uh, had with you, which was just uh, life transforming. And since that time, I think I've referred to a few people who have contacted you who have also gone through that session. And it's just amazing. And I want to talk about that. It's my second time bringing it up. I'm going to go back to that. But I did want to say something else before that. One of the reasons why I began to feel the need to reconnect with my soul, to heal my soul, and to use that healing to repel me into whatever else I'm supposed to be doing in life is that I just recently turned 60. So I'm really past the midlife thing, I guess. But a lot of what I do talks about the changes and transitions in midlife. As we move into midlife and through it, like I have, why is it particularly important for us to take a look at healing our souls? Well, I think that's a wonderful question because I talk about soul evolution. You know, soul evolution is all about deepening not only our relationship with, with God. You mentioned you were working on your relationship with God, which in my world, what you're actually doing is working on the relationship with you. Yes. And so um, as we work on those relationships with God and spirit and universe, as well as with ourselves, we are evolving. And, you know, one of my favorite things to tell people is that, you know, I'm not here just to help people heal. I am here to help them evolve because mm. that evolutionary process is what takes us to not only greater heights, but to deeper depths. And so it's, it's one of those things where midlife and shifts of any kind, any kind of transition is all about evolution because it causes us to kind of go within. I, I always say that we don't change unless we're uncomfortable enough. And so we have to be tired enough of ourselves or our situations in order to want to change something, which means that discomfort that we are experiencing right before those life transitions, whether it's midlife, whether it's uh, a change in career, a passing of a, um, you know, a, a relative or whatever the transition is, that discomfort is a sign of evolution. And so that experience that you just shared as far as, you know, really having to go in into yourself and um, explore who you were and are and changing into this new sector of life for yourself, those are all about evolutionary junctures that we have to really look at as part, to me, as part of our soul evolution. So it's a beautiful, beautiful part of our journey, even though it can be very uncomfortable. Yes, well, anytime you're talking about making a change 
or stretching yourself beyond your comfort zone, so to speak, it is uncomfortable. And I know a lot for me, I have dealt with off and on through most of my adult life. It came really into uh, fruition quite a bit by the time I was 45, but it was the accumulation of occurrences uh, prior to that that put me to uh, what uh, some doctors would call an anxiety disorder. And it wasn't until I got into the wellness movement and started working with other women that I really began to understand where that came from and also how to uh, deal with it. But one thing I've learned about anxiety, which has its roots and bases uh, in fear, is how uh, fear can be uh, destructive or it can be instructive in terms of uh, it helping you, believe it or not, to get past that initial feeling to propel you using that energy in a different way to get you to go to the next path that uh, you've already been preordained uh, to, to travel. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Why is fear an important part of the healing of the soul? You know, fear, because fear makes us uncomfortable. And, you know, I think out of everything, and I, I say this in my book, and I say this um, actually probably almost daily with clients, is that we can go through so many different um, difficult events in our lives but out of all truth, the most scary thing we ever have to do is turn that mirror on ourselves and really take a look. Mm. And that's where soul healing comes from is, you know, we are so outwardly um, oriented that once we start taking that look, once we really start evaluating and examining who we are, yes, it's uncomfortable. And that's where fear comes in because many people are afraid to find something that they're not going to like. A lot of people like you, you said that your biggest struggle was not being good enough. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I have um, talked to folks for years about there's really only two main fears that ever really exist in life. And one is, and everything else can be whittled down to one of these, one of these two fears. One is not being good enough. Mm. And the other one is being alone. Mm. And some people are afraid they're going to be alone because they don't think they're good enough. And some people think they're not good enough. And that's why they think they're going to be alone. So it's very complicated, but every single fear can be whittled down to one or or the other of those two fears. And, you know, to deepen this conversation, and this is where the second edition of my book is going to really focus on, beneath those two fears, which includes everything under the sun, as far as our concerns of the human condition, the core beneath that is a lack of self-love. Mm -hmm. So whether we're afraid we're not good enough, it means we don't love ourselves enough just as we are. And what do we want most out of the world? We want to be loved and accepted. Same thing as far as that fear of being alone. We want to be loved and accepted by having someone in our life that we think that is what's going to affirm us. But again, you go a little deeper and either one of those fears is related to a lack of self-love. That is the core of every single concern within the human condition. And that is where soul health comes in, is that we have to heal our souls in order to feel that, feel and experience that radiance that we are, we are all looking for. And it is entirely possible, but the key frankly is, like you said, to, to really look at those fears, but take it to that next level of realizing that, wait a minute, this really is about a lack of self-love. 
It absolutely is. And one of the things that I've learned from working with you and also working with my regular therapist um, is that, um, first of all, identifying, you know, the fact that you feel the way you feel. You have that fear. You have that anxiety. You have that trepidation. Leaning into it almost, allowing you to feel the worst of it that you can feel, and then recognizing, okay, I'm still here. <laughs> That's the worst of it that I can feel. Uh, you know, I haven't been maimed or I haven't passed out. Nothing bad has happened to my physical being. And it kind of takes the face of it off, you know, that, that part of yourself that is afraid of the unknown. Now you know it. This is the worst that you can feel. So why not go ahead and do it with fear anyway? Whatever it is that uh, you are, have a fear of, that you're afraid of uh, doing and that will help you go further along your path during your change and your transition through midlife, whatever that fear is, the first thing is to go ahead and acknowledge it and lean into it. And then once you've leaned into it, you're like, okay, it really is still there, but I can do this. Uh, you know, giving up the uh, need to have a fear of, of the control of the outcome. I, for me, part of my anxiety uh, was grounded in the idea that I had to control the outcome. If I couldn't control the outcome, then I wasn't going to do it. And of course, it's crazy that it creates a lot of anxiety to try to, uh, to control everything. You can't control anything. That, that is something that is impossible to do. And so when I finally began to let go of the outcome and the need to control the outcome, then I was able to lean into that fear and anxiety that I was feeling because I knew that whatever happened, I couldn't control it anyway. So I might as well just go ahead and trust, you know, God and the universe that I'm going to be okay. He gave me this. He allowed me to have this feeling. So there must be something that I'm supposed to be learning as a result of it. And there I began my journey to have my session with you. And I'll share with you listeners one of the key things that I learned about what I needed to do. Uh, uh, from having a session uh, with Dr. Co Kelly. One of the first things I needed to do was nothing. <laughs> I needed to just stop. And it took me a while to get to that. It took me about three or four months after our session to get to the point where I really just stopped the things that I needed to do. Because I needed that time to be quiet to do the exercises I had committed to doing, and to just listen. Why is it so hard for us to just stop and listen? Why is it that we seem to almost have a fear of spending quiet time with ourselves? We are most afraid of ourselves above all else. Mm. And I think it's because we're, we're most afraid of our power. We're, we're afraid of our, our success much more than we are afraid of our failure. And that is why most people stop themselves, is that it's not so much they're afraid they're going to fail. It's about, gosh, what if I do succeed and what then? How am I going to transform if I, if I succeed? And so, you know, I am absolutely right there with you about leaning into that discomfort. And, you know, there are so many um, acronyms out there about fear, you know, false evidence against reality yes. and all these, these acronyms. I actually created one and it's in my book and I talk about it a lot because it's more empowering. And I use the words forging earnestly ahead regardless mm. because that's how you lean in. You, that symptom of the soul, that discomfort, I call that symptom of the soul. 
um, whether it's anxiety, depression, fear, whatever the, the discomfort is, it's a symptom of the soul that the soul is trying to get your attention to do exactly what you said you did. Stop and listen. And that is really one of the key and essential factors to understand about soul health is we have all of the answers we need. We just need to stop long enough to, to um, tune in and listen. And that is, I think, one of the, the worst symptoms of our society is that we stay too busy to the point where we have disconnected and we have muffled that voice of our soul. So getting quiet, stepping back, listening, and then trusting ourselves when we have those instructions from within to just step forward instruction by instruction, and it will take us where we need to go. And it's, it's as simple as that and as complex as that. And the reason it's complex is that getting people to slow down and listen is the biggest challenge. That is the biggest challenge. I know that I, I have to consciously work at it. I have to consciously remind myself to stop and take a breath and not to go into knee-jerk reactions. And sometimes that means not getting all the things that I have done on my list and uh, recognizing that that's okay. Because a lot of these deadlines and things like that, they're, they're self-imposed. I make them up in my mind. I mean, my goodness, I've had my own business for almost 10 years, yet and still I act like I work for someone else. In some ways, that's a good thing because it, you know, it shows a lot of discipline. But in other ways, it's an unnecessary pressure because since I'm the boss, if I decide that I don't want to do this that day or I want to push back that day or deadline, especially if it doesn't involve um, you know, commitments that I've made to others, if I want to do those kinds of things, then that's all right. And I had, one of the things I had to realize after so many years of working for myself was to give my pers myself permission to say no to me. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that today, Lennis. You need to do this instead. And you need to be okay with that because this is what your soul needs, basically. These, this is the things that you need to do so that maybe you could do an even better job doing that other thing later on. <laughs> this broadcast is an example of that, Doctor. We, tr we tried several times to have this interview and things kept getting in the way. I had to cancel, you had to cancel, just things were going on. And it's, it's, here we are about almost seven months later. Right. And it wasn't that it wasn't going to happen. Right. We both decided to allow the universe. We gave the universe permission to uh, get, let the universe give us permission as okay. to when it. Yes. Yes. And that's such a good example of truly letting go and letting God. Right. You know, and when it's like, I have a, a prime example of, um, how I had to listen one day to what was going on with me. And, and I think this will help not only illustrate what soul health is about, but also illustrate how you can take it instruction by instruction. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you've done the same thing. So earlier in the year, it was really interesting because I had had a great weekend. It was uh, actually a very comfortable weekend. I didn't overdo anything. But what was really interesting is that Monday morning, I get to work, I was flying on my way to work, but right in the middle of my eight o'clock session, I could just feel my energy sinking. And, you know, in the middle of the session, I'm thinking, gosh, am I getting sick? What's going on here? And so in between my eight and my nine, I'm thinking, gosh, I don't think I can make it through the day. 
So by the end of my nine o'clock client, I was thinking there is no way I can make it. So I canceled um, in between. I, I canceled my afternoon clients and rescheduled mm -hmm. them and they were actually totally fine with that. In fact, it was better for a couple of them uh, for me to reschedule. Got through my morning, finished my notes, and then I stopped and sat at my desk and I, I tuned into my gut and my soul and I said, okay, what do I need? Now, what was really interesting is I don't eat a lot of red meat, but mm -hmm. my gut and my soul said, you need to go eat some red meat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it was a beautiful day. So I went to a restaurant where I could sit outside and I actually ordered a burger, which is rare for me. So I ordered this burger, ate my burger, and after I'm done, I'm sitting there and I said to my soul, what do I need now? And mm. my soul said, you need to go home and take a nap, which is another unheard of thing for me. I'm not a napper. And so when I, I, I listened and I went home and I um, laid down and took a nap, my dogs were trying to figure out what the heck I was doing home. Um, but I took about a two hour nap. When I woke up, I asked my soul one more time, okay, what, what's next? My soul said, go for a brief and short and comfortable walk, just be outside. So I did that for about 40, 45 minutes, just leisurely. Got back, asked my soul, what's next? And my soul said, yeah, just pull some weeds, you know, be outside for a little bit longer. Hmm. And what was interesting as I was observing myself going through my afternoon, I was noticing that my energy was coming back up. I was noticing that I was feeling uh, much more connected with myself and with the world around me. And after I got done pulling weeds, I asked my soul, what do I need now? And my soul was like, eh, you're done. You, need, you did what you needed to do. You can just go relax now. And it was really interesting because by the next day, I was like 140%. I felt fantastic. I felt mm -hmm. like, you know, I had listened, I had followed the instructions and felt very, very connected. So not only did I take care of the human condition, I took care of the soul condition. And so that's what I'd like to leave with people as we're talking through this whole soul health thing is that it's as easy as stopping and listening to each moment's instructions and then just having faith that that's what you need to do in order to get to the next step. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I have uh, learned through this experience that uh, having faith and trusting is so important because there's going to be things that are truly beyond your control. Most things are truly beyond your control. And it requires to develop that, that innate trust in knowing, which, it, which has been placed within all of us. Because you're right, we are divine beings. And that little piece right there, that innate trust, that inth thing that you don't hear a lot about, but it's within all of us, that's what makes uh, the difference between just being uh, living parts of your life and um, actually being able to uh, live the full, uh, complete, total life of, of involving all of your senses. And that's that innate faith and trust that comes from somewhere deep in your soul. It's a deep knowing that you just have, that we all have within us. Uh, it's, it's a gift that we're blessed with, but we just don't use it a lot. Uh, you begin to use it. It's amazing. Uh, how your life can begin to change because you're allowing another entity besides yourself, besides your willful being self, the other part of you, uh, to take over. 
and to stop trying to control all the outcomes and control so many things, so many things that we try to, um, we try to control what other people are thinking, we try to control how our day is going to go, we try to control uh, what's going to happen tomorrow, which is crazy, we try to control what happened in the past, which is totally impossible, and just let go of all of that. And another thing I've learned is learning the importance of being present. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that so important? Well, it, it, it goes back to tuning in. It goes back to we can't tune in unless we are present in the moment and present with ourselves. So it is, you know, as I said, the ex existential extension of the essence of source. We can't hear ourselves or source if we're not quiet and present. And it's such a, a busy, hectic, fearful world, particularly right now with everything that's going on around the world and in the country, that it's, there's more and more static. And so stepping back and tuning in and getting quiet and being present in the moment is really your key to not only coping with all of it, but transcending it. It's just so important for us to stay connected with ourselves regardless of what is going on around us. Could you explain uh, to the listeners, I would love you to explain uh, the kind of session that I went through and, and what that was all about. I, I'm trying to recall what you call the session. I was looking in my email to see what it was called and I couldn't find it. What was the uh, process that we went through? What was it called? So in addition to psychotherapy, I've done a ton of training of different sorts of what I call soul specialties. Um, and so the session that I took you through was called the soul realignment session. Yes. And basically what that is, is, you know, the first half of it, it's a very time intensive um, session. And my guess is you were probably a little tired afterward because it is very intensive, but it's yes. just a beautiful kind of transformational experience. So the first part of the session is basically doing what's called an Akashic Record reading. And the Akashic Record is basically um, the um, so-called record in the sky, meaning the, um, the existential record of the past, present, and future for a person. Your experiences, your perspective on things, um, your, your life lessons, your um, interchanges with others um, could be... Um, um, Spirit guides can come in, past life um, kinds of experiences can come in. So that first part of the session is really trying to help read what your life lessons are, what your current challenges are, and kind of help people get a handle on where they need to move next. And then the second part of the session, which is what I find really, really beautiful, is, is what's called the realignments section of the um, session. And what that is, is my, my uh, metaphor for it is it's like taking your soul to the body shop. Mm. So, so if you think about the fact that whether or not you believe in past lives, that the older your soul, the more dense dings, scratches, um, the more worn out parts you have. You know, so in other words, you're going to have, if you have the older car you have, or the older the car you have, the more dense things and scratches, the older the soul you have, the more you've experienced life, the kinds of things that you've been through, you're going to have those dents and dings and scratches, but at a deep level that oftentimes keeps you mired and stuck in the past rather than allowing you to move beyond them and move forward. So that second part of the session to me, like I said, is just beautiful because I basically go in and read your soul and see where the dents and dings and scratches are according to past um, experiences or even past life experiences 
Um, and then I kind of clean that up a little bit energetically. And then I offer you explanation, which, you know, I know when we went through our session, it all hit on the spot. It just seemed to really It was amazing. And the thing that was interesting about it is that it was empowering. It involved an aha moment, but it also involved confirmation uh, of some things that I knew intrinsically, but didn't know how to communicate it to myself in such a way that said, yes, th this is right about you. Yes, you're on the right track. Yes, something as simple as, yes, you are a good person. Uh, yes, you are meant to be on this earth. And yes, most importantly, you are good enough. You just, I just needed a, I love the, um, the analogy of uh, the body going to the body shop. I'll take it a step further. I, my soul needed a, a tune-up. Basically, yeah. I needed to, the spark plugs cleaned a little bit. And so what happens, I can tell you, listeners, what happens after all of this uh, is things just begin to start falling into alignment. And those things that weren't meant for me to do, no matter how much I tried to push and prod into the alignment, they just wouldn't fit. And so then I be, that's when I began to really have my aha moment. Aha! I guess that means I'm not supposed to do this right now. Not that I'm not supposed to do it ever, but just not right now. If God brought those things to you, somewhere in your life you'll be doing it. But the next step is to try and understand when it's supposed to happen. Because when it's supposed to happen, things just fall into alignment. What happened with me was that I really needed to take a step back from some of the things that I was doing so that I could take a step forward later on. And that involved um, <laughs> taking on a really big contract that took up all my time, but it was almost like that's what I had to do in order to stop doing the other stuff because I no longer had the bandwidth to do the other stuff. And that was fine because that's what I needed to do right then and there so that later on I would have the ability and bandwidth to do things in the excellent way that I know my soul yearns for. So no longer dealing in mediocrity, but giving things the best of myself instead of just bits and pieces. And it involved my having to let some things go, but it wasn't until after I had that session. And I've gone back to that session many times, Dr. Kelly, just, you know, I've gone back and read it. I've, I've thought about it many times. I've, I've consulted my spirit guides, angels, whatever you want to call them, um, they come and go, you know, they're around sometimes and, you know, and then other times they're not, but it's really helped me to arrive to a place where now um, they've taken a back uh, a seat to my really developing that intimacy uh, in relationship with myself and with God. And every once in a while, you know, they'll come back and, you know, let me know, yep, that's right. You're on the right track. And then I'm, you know, still. And so it has really been remarkable. And the, and it was interesting because I was kind of afraid uh, to discuss it with some of my friends who are devout Christians or, you know, who are just really, for lack of a better description, constipated when it comes to things like that. But what I was really feeling myself, so to speak, when I was really in the mode that I was supposed to be in, I really didn't care. My job was just to share it with them and then not be vested in whatever their response was or their thoughts or outcome. My, my mind was just to share it. And interestingly enough, my closest friend, she called you. And I think she had a session with you. And she was the one I was wondering, I don't know what she's going to think about this. But that just resonated with her soul immediately. And that's kind of how life is. 
when things resonate with you, when you really are feeling like this feels good, this feels right, you need to go with that and ignore some of the other detractors. There's so many distractions. In fact, I was reading on uh, your blog the other day about um, the idea of what happens or what we need to be thinking about when we're going through difficult times. Going through midlife can be difficult, but then you add the last 274 days and so many hours since our country took a major change. Uh, it's been pretty stressful. So how can we begin to use like teachings like yours to deal with some of the other stuff, the distractions that are out there that really keep us preoccupied with being upset, depressed, angry, frustrated, anxious, all those different things? Well, and that's a, that's a wonderful question because, you know, daily I have clients coming in still sort of reeling from everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. The changes and the shifting. And, you know, I have a little bit more of a positive, I know that sounds strange to say, but I have a positive perspective on what's happening right now because everything that is coming up for folks through this sphere, whether it is racism, sexism, um, religious issues, um, financial issues. What, I mean, we could go on and on and on with all of the different fears that are out there right now. But it's all part of the mirror of, of whatever is touching us right now, whatever it is that is stirring us, is supposed to stir us to help us heal and move beyond those issues. And so, you know, it's there's so much of it coming up right now because right now this is sort of the um, um, kind of the epitome as well as the embodiment of all of the things we're supposed to be outgrowing. I mean, mm. every single thing is something we're supposed to be outgrowing. Every one of these national topics we're dealing with. And so I try to help people understand um, a little bit from a little bit more of a metaphor again. We all have to consider our lives as living in a hologram. That we have our own little hologram that is showing us these things that we are supposed to be um, evaluating because just as we said before whatever makes us uncomfortable is there to help us grow mm. and so we've got to look at okay what why are we being stirred so much by some of these things and what am I supposed to take from it what are the golden nuggets that I as a soul and as an evolutionary person are supposed to be experiencing so you know it's almost like teasing out what the key factors are that um, that are that are in our kind of in our hologram to figure out what is the one or two that we're really supposed to be honing in on. You know, and like I said, there are so many different fears right now going on that, that you can just take your pick because there's plenty of them. But I also believe that spirit, universe, God, whichever term you use, is creating this right now so that we can grow and evolve. Because it, it does, it is stirring out of all of those things, it is stirring those ideas of self-love. Are we loving ourselves enough to transcend these concerns? Are we loving ourselves enough to either get these situations or people out of our lives that aren't working for mm. us? You know, are we, you know, really taking our ownership for our soul's health? And so for you, example, you know, for example, Linus, with you having slowed down and stopped and realizing that you had to stop doing some things in order yes. to make space for some other things, mm -hmm. you know, that's discernment. That is one of the rights of the soul to be very discerning. And that is in one of my chapters in my book is really helping people understand that we are supposed to be 
filtering out and sorting out things that aren't good for us and aren't healthy for us. Yes. yes. So it's a beautiful transformative time, even though it feels really ugly in the news and in the, in the uh, universe right now, but, but it's, it's just such a, it's an important time in our soul's development. And you know, something else too, that I, I really truly do believe, even though things seem ultimately out of control to us, uh, we have to remember that to God, this is nothing since this is all his anyway. This is just a part of the natural order of things, believe it or not. Um, as you know, out of chaos and turmoil of, of the life of a rock, okay, it's right. bumped and bruised and the water and everything else that it endures, and it ends up looking very different over hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's the same thing with the small sum total of our lives, with our 80 some odd years that we're here, or 100, however long blessed what we are meant to be. There's a lot of things, you look back, there's a lot of chaotic things that you have been through in your life. And if you're listening to this broadcast, congratulations, it means that you survived. <laughs> And you're in, right in your process of thriving because you're listening right now to some information uh, that has to do how you can continue to thrive and to heal as you go through that transition of midlife and, and life overall. And, and Dr. Kelly, I want to make sure that everyone knows how to find out about you and your sessions and the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, how does one, um, what's the best way to get your book and to find out about your sessions? But, you know, you can find all of the information you get, need on my website, and it's a newly um, launched website, same web address, but we've updated everything, and it's um, modernized for mobile devices, which is really wonderful, and there's lots of new videos out there. And that website is www.drkatherintkelly.com. So there's a T in between Catherine and Kelly. And uh, so, again, it's www.dr, which is dr. K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, T for Teresa, K-E-L-L-Y.com. And you can find uh, information about how to set up appointments. Uh, you know, there's the Akashic Records readings. There are the soul realignment sessions, which is what you and I worked on uh, several months mm -hmm. ago. And then I also do some past life regression work. And, you know, it's, I'm, I'm in the middle of a major transition for myself because I'm uh, entering uh, the mainstream in a bigger way with um, preparing to do other kinds of national talks and workshops. So, you know, for those of you who are interested, if you want to sign up for my newsletter on that very front page of my home or my, my home uh, page of my website, you will have a sign up sheet and uh, I would love to have you join that and then you'll get updated information. Fantastic. And also, for those of you who are actually on the Self-Discovery Network page, uh, you'll have a link that goes directly to her website, a link that will go uh, directly to uh, information about her services specifically, so it would be easier for you to find. It's so wonderful to always get a chance to talk with you, and I always feel so inspired and so uplifted. Thank you for all the work that you put out in the universe, uh, Dr. Catherine Kelly. It's just been wonderful to have you here today. Well, and I'm so grateful for you to have me here. And it's always wonderful to speak with you. And it's fun to see your own journey um, and evolution as I've probably known you for four or five years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, it's been a while. And, and thank you to all of the listeners who have been listening to this wonderful series, The Wellness Journey podcast series, Changes and Transitions. I hope that you'll go back and listen to some of the other shows. All of them have to do with the changes and transitions that we go through uh, with, uh, in midlife with the idea 
that you just don't have to survive midlife. You can thrive while you're going through it and you can get on the other side like me at 60. I think this is the best, best time of my life. And so much of it has to do with all the things I learned during that midlife journey. I wish you well and ask in the name that you will continue to come back and uh, continue to take a look at the Wellness Journey Podcast Systems. You can always go to my website at www.wellnesswoman40.com. That's www.wellnesswoman40.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Okay.